Hello and welcome back to the Mr. Jones Watches podcast. In this episode, we spoke to Belgian-based illustrator and author Christophe de Vos. Christophe has previously designed a perfectly useless afternoon and a perfectly useless morning for Mr. Jones Watches. Keep listening to find out about Christophe's design process, what being an illustrator for children's books is like and what he is currently working on. So hi Christophe, how are you? Hi Olivia, very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. So you're in Belgium, aren't you? How's everything there with the current situation? Um, weird. Um, the, the rules have changed so much here that we, or I, don't know uh, anymore what uh, what we are able to do and what we aren't able to do. But mm-hmm. things are getting back to normal, slowly. Mm-hmm. Has it affected your work much? Uh, yes and no. Um, it, it affected my work in the beginning because um, it was March and March is uh, in Belgium it's the youth book month. And mm-hmm. as I'm an illustrator, an illustrator of uh, children's books, um, I give a lot of lectures and workshops in March. So almost uh, everything got cancelled. Mm-hmm. It's now moved uh, to next year. So I had a lot of free time. And I was uh, finishing up a new book that will be due in uh, September. And uh, it was the first time ever, but I finished two weeks before the deadline. So it's, oh. it's good news. <laughs> For the first time ever. For the first time ever, yes. <laughs> so how did you come to design for Mr. Jones Watches if you normally um, illustrate and are authors for uh, children's books? Um, well, I don't know exactly how I stumbled upon Mr. Jones watches, but I was following uh, the brand for, I think, a couple of days or maybe a week. I started thinking about how great it would be to um, design and illustrate a timepiece and to be able to wear it yourself. Uh, so I emailed Mr. Jones, I emailed uh, Crispin. And uh, I think same day or the day after, I, I got an email back um, to give it a try. So that, that's how uh, things worked. Mm-hmm. And were you always interested in watches before you discovered Mr. Jones watches? Uh, yes and no. Um, there was a time that I wasn't really interested in watches because I had the feeling... Um, that it's not, not, not necessary to wear time on your wrist. Um, mm-hmm. But now that everybody is checking their devices about every minute to check the time and to check everything else, um, I don't want to use a phone for that many things. So I started enjoying uh, the thought of having something on your wrist telling time. It's a very, it's slower uh, and it doesn't uh, distract you uh, to do anything else than see how late it is. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I really like uh, wearing a watch right now. Mm-hmm. Are you wearing your own watches? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, actually I noticed that it's really a conversation starter to 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 uh, wear an, a more unusual watch. Mm-hmm. So, how did you start your career as an illustrator and author? Well, that's. Um, a very long time ago, um, when I, I studied graphic design four years in uh, Ghent in Belgium. And, and it was only after those four years that I realized I'd rather make picture books. It was a little late because I could have studied that, 
and I couldn't go uh, go into it again for four years, of course. Um, mm -hmm. But I started um, thinking, thinking of a story, thinking of um, how to illustrate it. So I made like this small book after um, graduating. But I also started working uh, as a graphic designer. And um, I sent this, this book to um, a publisher that's called The Einhorn, The Unicorn in English, which mm -hmm. is really here in Belgium and Flanders, um, the place where you want to be as, a, as an author, as an illustrator. And they were uh, interested. And because I had this job that was very demanding uh, back then, I wasn't able to really finish the book. It took me two, three years, and then uh, the deal was, was off because it took way too long to make the book, of course. And then I had a, a small pause for a couple of years because I thought, well, that dream isn't possible to, uh, to realize because Belgium is, is very small and we're also split in two halves um, con concerning language. So there's the, mm -hmm. the, the Dutch half and the French half. So when you are making, when you want to make books in Dutch, which is my native uh, language, it's a very small area to make books in, and a lot of people want to do it, but there are not a lot of people who get the chance to do it. So I thought I, I blew up my opportunity. And um, in 2008, I had a, a huge uh, car accident with my wife, who wasn't my wife back then, but together with two friends uh, who were just married. And um, I, I guess I should tell everything about that because it's really important for my career. Um, mm -hmm. The girl, the woman of those uh, two friends, she died in a, that accident. It was in Germany when we were uh, on a holiday. And it really um, it really split my life in two halves, the, the one before mm -hmm. and the one after. Um, so I really started thinking, grieving and thinking about what, what should I do with my life because I should do something that's worth it. And um, I came back with the idea to give it another try to illustrate and write a story. So I um, I didn't want to use the, the, the story I, I used in the past. So I made something new about death, uh, a very realistic story about death for children, um, because I, was, um, I wasn't happy with, I, with what I was seeing in the market. I saw books about death that had happy endings uh, for children mm -hmm. and I thought that well it, it's good for a child to have a happy ending but you should be honest too and and when someone dies well it's not a happy ending that doesn't mean there's nothing positive about it because I'm sitting here as an illustrator because somebody died otherwise I wouldn't have given it another chance so I, I made this book I started writing it and it was very difficult to write it was becoming very dark and very heavy um, so I contacted a, a writer that I wanted to work with. She wanted to work with me, which was, yeah, I was very lucky to have her. Uh, she was Claudia Jung. I'm still working with her today. And um, we made a book and I didn't the guts to go back to the unicorn. So I went to another publisher and it got published and I made a couple of other books. And since 2018, I'm actually writing and illustrating with the unicorn, the, the place I wanted to, where I wanted to be at the first place. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that you turned it into something positive. Yeah, of course. Um, so you weren't, you weren't always an illustrator uh, for books. You did something else um, when you were at uni. So what type of work were you doing when you were studying graphic design? 
Um, I was very interested in graphic design back then and in video. And my final uh, year, I spent a whole year making a sort of an animation video, but not with illustrations, but with um, shots I filmed. I was really into video back then, and I, and I thought I was going to be a, like a, a video artist or something like that. But I'm very happy that I chose to go back to illustration. Yeah. Um, so where do you get your inspiration from? You've obviously talked about death, but where, which other themes do you use in your books? Well, luckily, not only death. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I don't really have a special source or a muse or something to get my inspiration. I get it from, from everyday life. Mm -hmm. I give um, a lot of talks and workshops about inspiration to children and grown-ups. And the first thing I ask them to do when they enter a room is stand upon their chairs and look around. And when you are standing upon your chair, you see things that you are used to seeing, but you see things different. And that's where I get my inspiration, to look at things the other way, to turn things around, to don't take uh, things for granted mm -hmm. so it's in it's in everyday life it's uh it can be by reading a book or watching a movie but it can also be by looking outside uh, at somebody who uh, passes by mm -hmm. um are readings and workshops a large part of your job i'm sorry i didn't get that are readings and workshops a large part of your job uh yeah i give about um 30 to 50 talks in a, in a year now mm -hmm. and i really enjoy that are they just about your books or do you like give them on writing and other things um it's about my books because i use them as examples but it's not really the most interesting part uh I, I, it's about imagination it's about inspiration and what I really want to do is um, like give a spark to people, the spark that I feel inside of me, hand that over to people, uh, talk about how I work and how it may influence their work. Mm -hmm. I've seen on your Instagram, you've been doing them, like videoing them and doing them digitally. How's that going? Uh, I did uh, two or three of them. Um, one of them for a museum in Curaçao because I... Um, went there to give talks about a year and a half ago. Uh, it's not the same uh, because you don't have the interaction because they are pre-taped. Uh, mm -hmm. But I try to give it uh, the best. But I really like the audience uh, when I do this. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I, I really, I don't give talks top down. I don't want it to be just me giving, saying what I have to say because the people in the audience are, uh, do have a lot of interesting things to say too. So that's why I really depend upon interactions. And you don't have that when you uh, tape videos, of course. Mm -hmm. um, so you trained in artwork. So do you write the books as well? And if you do, has that been hard to learn? As a child, I was always busy with two things. It's like uh, drawing and writing. Um, so it feels very natural to think in stories. I, as a child, I never drew one picture. I made a book and another book and a comic book. And, and so I was busy making books. Um, it was really my dream to do this later uh, in my life too. But now I don't always write my books. I have only one book uh, published that's entirely written by me and uh, illustrated by me. Uh, what I do like to do is I like to think of the story. I like to uh, really 
walk for months with a story in my head and change it and rechange it and start drawing. And then I contact the writer and I tell him or her about my story and uh, ask if he or she is interested to write it. Because I really like having um, like an extra voice inside my work. Mm -hmm. I really like the fact that there are two new eyes looking at it and adding things that I wouldn't have added uh, to it. How does it work? Do you show them your illustrations and then they write, write the story uh, based on that? It, it really works fine because I don't like, um, we don't work like here's the story, here's the, the pictures, do your thing. No, it's like more, it's a, it's a dialogue. So it, the, the story changes, grows uh, between us two because I really want to write it to be, to have it as his or her story also. Mm -hmm. I don't mind sharing it and, and changing it to make it then, like a better story. And then does the unicorn publisher publish all, your, all of your books? Uh, nowadays, uh, they do. Um, well, I, I only make a book one or yeah, probably one and a half years uh, per one and a half years. Uh, so I have um, one book published with the unicorn and the other one, the new one is on its way. So it's, it's the one that I talked about earlier. It's finished now. So that will be, this will be my second book with the unicorn. Mm -hmm. Do any of your books have like series where there's like one character? No, uh, we had the idea with my fifth book, uh, but then I changed publisher and uh, well, it's not a good idea to make a series with two publishers. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Would you do that in the future? I don't have any idea about the future. Um, <laughs> I find it difficult. A series is difficult for me because yeah. um, now uh, a book is finished and I have like four or five books waiting in my head. Some uh, mm -hmm. projects uh, that I thought of uh, in the past that maybe I will do now. But what mostly happens now is that a new idea um, gets into my head and I want to make that and when you have a series well you 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 can't give time to those new ideas you have to continue the series it's, it's I think it's very good for money but it's not good for uh, for me for creativity to have a series so I I don't know if I will ever do it really mm -hmm. you just have too many ideas yeah it's <laughs> a problem with, with many people uh, making books I think mm-hmm um, so do you have a favorite project or a book that you've created uh, that you've done in the past? Well, that, uh, the first book is obviously it's very special to me because um, I wrote it for some, someone who died. Um, but I think my answer is always my favorite book is my last one. So it's the, the new one that's coming in September. What's that about? I can tell you everything, but I can probably can tell a couple of things. I became a father for the second time in uh, 2016, uh, 18, sorry, I married in 2016. And I wanted to make a book about um, things that bother me, I should say, in society, but it just didn't work out that way. Uh, I was making a book about my, about fatherhood. And I wasn't realizing it. Uh, it was my wife that told me, well, it's not about society. It's about you and your daughter and your son. So it's about that. It's about parenthood, about accepting someone new in your life and loving them immediately, but also about the fact that you have to let them go step by step. But when you read it as a child, it's probably more a story about friendship. 
not a story about being a, a child and the father or mother because it's about in the story um about a little girl and a giant beast uh, very mm-hmm. friendly beast uh, but it's not shown as really a father and the mother and the daughter or something like that mm-hmm. is it from the little girl's point of view it's um written from the beast's point of view mm-hmm. it's, it's something i really find uh, interesting because the beast that's the little girl in his life, but he doesn't know how she looks, how she will smell, how she behaves. So they, they need to get to know each other, just like when you have a child. Mm-hmm. And then you were speaking before about how your stories are in Dutch, but there's not like a large market for that. So do mm-hmm. you, does your publisher um, also publish the books in other languages? Uh, yeah, I have, I think I'm in um, uh, six countries now. So it's, it's Belgium and the Netherlands, of course, because it's all Dutch. And then I have um, two books in China, books in Korea, the United States and uh, Denmark. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about A Perfectly Useless Afternoon. Can you just um, explain a bit about your inspiration for the what? So when I uh, received a mail from uh, Crispin Jones... That, uh, that we would give it a try making a, a watch. It was, I think, two or three days before I was uh, going on a holiday to uh, Bulgaria uh, with my wife and two friends. And what I did was print a couple of watch templates, so like empty watches uh, to glue them into my sketchbook and take, uh, take the sketchbook with me to Bulgaria. But on the airplane, I started drawing and I had like five or six watch designs when we landed. And one of them was the perfectly useless afternoon. And another one was uh, a perfectly useless morning, which was uh, which is also made by Mr. Jones. So everything was designed in uh, midair. <laughs> and I started working from um, a quote, um, a quote, a Chinese quote. If you can spend a perfectly useless afternoon in a perfectly perfectly useless way. It's very difficult to pronounce for me uh, as Dutch speaking. Uh, You have learned how to live. Um, And I really like that quote. I think I stumbled upon it during uh, my studies and I never forgot about it because it's so true for me. You need to Mm -hmm. hit the brakes, do nothing once in a while and it's really enjoyable and you even get new ideas from it. So I really like that as an idea, do nothing, uh, spend time doing nothing as a starting point for a watch for a timepiece. And was it um, challenging to design a watch compared to your normal work? Uh, yes and uh, no, uh, because when before I started the design, um, Crispin asked me if I wanted to have um, all technical details for the watch, and I really didn't want them. Uh, I just wanted to have the freedom to think of things and see afterwards if it would be possible to make because I didn't know back then how 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 they are made, uh, how the layers work in a watch and everything like that. So uh, and the designs I made, not everything was possible, but it did give me the freedom to just think, uh, to just um, start drawing. And I think if I would have had the all the technical information at first. It would have probably blocked me uh, from thinking. It would have mm-hmm. limited uh, ideas. Does your uh, design process differ from 
the watch to your book? Um, yeah, it's pretty different for me because both of them tell stories. A book tells a story and a watch tells a story, but the watch has to tell it in one single image, um, a moving image, which you can uh, use the fact that it's moving in, in your uh, ID and your design. The book tells it in about uh, 12 to 15 uh, big images. Uh, so you need more, um, more of a rhythm, more of a storyboard. Um, you make something completely different. So to me, they're alike a bit, but the process to make them is, is really something else. As a watch, I'm making something that people look at the same image maybe 20, 30 times a day. And as a book, I'm making a lot of more images that people maybe look at it once a week, once a month. Mm -hmm. So it's really do a different, you... uh, different thing to work on. Mm -hmm. And when you're starting a project, do you just like sketch or do you like do it digitally or do you like write a story first? Um, I sketch first. It's always the, the first step. And sometimes it's uh, digital, um, some, uh, mostly it's uh, analog because I only started working digitally more since uh, 2019, last year. Um, before that, I was always working analog because I didn't like uh, working digitally on my computer or with a Wacom. But since I discovered the iPad Pro, I'm working digitally more. Mm -hmm. So it's like a sketchbook you carry around everywhere, but with also all colors, materials you like with you in your pocket. So I really like that idea. Mm -hmm. Are you working on anything at the moment? Actually, I'm, uh, I haven't been drawing for about a month, I think, except for a new watch I'm designing for Mr. Jones, because I'm working on a new uh, vegetable patch uh, here in front of my house. Something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> what vegetables are you growing? Oh, oh in English. Uh, uh, actually, uh, just about everything. Um, mm -hmm. I have a very small vegetable patch now. Um, only started it in uh, last October, but I noticed I really, really enjoy that, uh, putting seeds in the ground, giving them care, water, and um, just looking at them uh, grow. And um, that's why I'm expanding it now. And it's, mm -hmm. it's Corona, so I have uh, some spare time now. Mm -hmm. And it's all, um, it's all in the garden now. Sounds therapeutic. Yes, yes, it is. It's getting your hands dirty in another way. Do your children help with the patch? Well, I wish they would, but only the only thing they do is um, they pick uh, vegetables out of the ground that aren't ripe yet or that aren't good yet, <laughs> and they eat it. So that's the only thing they do. <laughs> do they have they inspired your stories? Were you doing children's books before you became a father? Um. I, my first book was in 2013, so I was a father then, and my son was three back then, um, and he and now my daughter too, uh, always inspire me. I write a lot of things down, uh, of things they say. Um, I don't use them directly in books, but they, they give me ideas. And, mm -hmm. and probably every book I made, there's also a reference to my son and, and, and my daughter. So the, mm -hmm. like a license plate on a car or something is his name, uh, like very small things. So they, they are in all of my books. 
do you read your books to them often? Um, not that often because, uh, well, because I'm really into children's books. I have a lot of children's books. And I always find it like um, a bit weird to read my own stuff to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, actually, I think I read every book about twice or something. Mm-hmm. My son, he, he likes to grab them and look at them. So on his own now. So uh, that's yeah. good. What type of ages are your books uh, targeted at? And do you have to make the stories not simple, but like how, I don't know how to word it, but how do you have to simplify the story to make it understandable? No, no it's, it's a, a big misunderstanding that it should be simple for children. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that, but children, it's like the first book, it's about death, um, but People were saying to me, whoa, it's for children and it's about death, but children have to deal with death, uh, with parents dying, uh, with grandparents dying as much as any other person does. So it doesn't have to be simple. What I like to do in my books is don't think about age when when I make it. And Mm -hmm. it will be the editor that puts like a minimum age uh, on a book, of course. Mm -hmm. Some things are too difficult for a three or four-year-old but um i like to make books that i like when now when i'm 38 but also books that i would have liked when i was eight Mm -hmm. have you ever done any work for adult um books um well i consider every book to be a book for adults too but specifically Mm -hmm. a book for adults uh i haven't made uh, because i really don't find adults as a very interesting audience Mm -hmm. Um, and that's because i of course i think adults are interesting uh, but um, the comments the feedback you get from children is way more honest than the comments you get from adults i can have a child coming at me and say well your book it's really sucks and i love (laughs) it i love that children are this open to me and they can also mm-hmm. say it otherwise that they really love it. They read it every day. But an adult will always say, wow, it's fine. It's beautiful. And maybe behind your back say, wow, it should have been better. And it should have been different. So I really like the, the children's, uh, children's look on books. I think I will probably keep, uh, keep making books for children in the first place. Yeah. Do you do any type of other work, like any other commissions just for your illustration work? Pure illustration work, I do um, not that much of commission work because I really spend a lot of time on my books and I only take work that's has something to do with books in one way or another. Sometimes it's uh, one illustration or two in another book uh, like I did last year. Um, but I also work as an art uh, director um, and there I do mostly campaigns like mm-hmm. advertising campaigns but with uh, that that have a positive impact so it's not commercials for perfume or something like that but more um, things that make people change their behavior uh, for the good like last year I worked on a campaign that uh, from the Flemish government that lets people or I, w- I hope it does that lets people think about how workable their work is because a lot of people are uh, stuck in a 
in a rhythm, in a pattern, in a routine, and they don't always think about that routine. They don't question it anymore. Uh, but maybe it's not healthy for them. Mm -hmm. I think well, now Corona is a great way to show people that you can really slow down. You can make a vegetable patch if you like. Um, <laughs> it's 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 really a good time to think about those things because I really hope, but I guess it won't happen that we all slow down a bit. Mm -hmm. We don't try. We always try to do like 10 million things in an hour. We shouldn't be living like that. We should enjoy. Uh, we should mm -hmm. sit outside and watch the plants grow, whatever. Is your art direction job with an agency? Yeah, it's with an agency. Mm -hmm. And how did you, when did you start that? Um, with this agency, I started in uh, 2016. So it's in May. So it's, it's like just been four years mm -hmm. and have you always done that alongside the yeah. books yeah mm -hmm. with other agencies mm -hmm. do you think that's helped your um work with your books and influenced it uh yes the the two things really influence each other um mm -hmm. not only does it keep me healthy by having colleagues but i also get ideas being an art director that I use for my illustration work and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Do you show your colleagues your books and they give you feedback? Uh, no. Uh, well, I show them <laughs> when they're finished, uh, but I only show my wife and my children and, of course, my publisher and the writer um, the books as a work in progress. Because mm -hmm. I really don't want too many people influencing a story because I see something in my head it's not visible on the paper yet in an early stage but people really judge what's on the paper and not what's in your head so I think it would make me feel more uncertain about things if I would show it too soon in, in the process. Mm -hmm. Do you always work with uh, one writer like for one book or do you like um, use one for a few I've... books? I've worked with a couple of writers, but the new book uh, for September will be with Claudia Young again, who wrote my first book. And we also made another book together. So uh, mm -hmm. it will be the, the third time. And I think we're, uh, well, we're, we're a really good team. We don't mm -hmm. see each other uh, when we make the book because she lives in, uh, she lives in uh, Holland. Um, everything goes through email and Skype, but it, uh, it seems to work. Mm -hmm. um, so that's all the questions I have for you do you have anything to add? Um, well I'm really looking forward to uh, to the new watch I'm, make, I'm making now together with uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Jones thank you for taking the time to come on and speak to me yeah thanks uh, for speaking to me it was good to speak to Christoph and learn all about the world of children's books you can find Christoph's work over on his website www.christophdevos.com and on his Instagram, Christoph T E Kent. Thanks for listening. We have a new episode coming out every Wednesday, and until then, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Mr. Jones Watches.